live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend Rachel Cruz, and we are taking your calls on life and money and relationships, whatever's going on in your world. Give us a shout, 888 5225 toll-free, 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Randall in St. Louis, Missouri. What's up, Randall? In 2019, I went into credit card debt, and, you know, 2020 hit, went out of work for a while, let all my credit cards lapse on me. Now I'm being sued by my credit card company, and I need your guys' wisdom on what to do. Hmm. How much do you owe, man? Um, altogether about seventeen thousand. Okay. Uh, for this particular credit card, six thousand. Are the other ones going to be suing you in short order? Or are you still are you current with them? Uh, the other two are in collections. This one is the actual credit card company decided to sue me. Okay. Um, how much? Yep. How much money do you have? Yeah. You know, I can it, get a hold of about two thousand dollars. That's the max I have right now. Okay. Dude, the way you said, that, are you gonna murder somebody? How are you gonna get two thousand dollars? The way you just said that, like I, Jeez, I, can, get, I can get a hold of it. <laughs> My family understands that I just started the baby steps, and they're willing to help me cover this if I can get them to settle. It's the most that they'll be able to help me with, though, because my sister just had a big financial issue herself, so okay. my mother wanted to help us both out of it. Okay. Um, Randall, how much money do you make a year? I make a little over 13 an hour. What do you do? But I work full-time. I'm a gas station attendant. I'm also going to college. Okay. Okay. What are you studying? Uh, accounting, ironically enough. <laughs> accounting, huh? All right. Um, yeah. How are you paying for school, Randall? I took out student loans at the start, but when I first found out about Dave Ramsey, I stopped taking out student loans, and I've been barely scraping together enough each semester to be able to cover oh, wow. out of pocket. Okay. Okay. Have you paid? Where are you at for this semester? Have you already paid for the full total, or are you paying in increments for this semester? I have three payments total. I've paid two of them for the semester. I have one in November. One in November. Okay. Um, okay, I don't, I, here's my, here's my knee-jerk reaction, Randall. Um, the money from your mom, is this just a gift that she has surplus and she just says, I want to be able to help you or are you expected to pay this thousand dollars back to her? I would have to pay it back. Yeah. I know it would be a family loan. Yeah. Um, she needs help out at property, so she wants me to work it off instead of actually paying her. Sure, sure. Okay. Here's the deal, Randall. It's $6,000, which I know is a lot. Okay? That's a lot. But it's not $60,000. So you have $1,000 to your name. You could get another 1000 from your mom as a loan. Uh, you're going to school. You have There's a lot of stuff happening here. And you get paid $13 an hour where you're at, which is drastically under what you could. There's a lot of places that Way are 20, 25 an hour. So here's what I would do if I were you, Randall, because I, how old are you? 
I am 26. 26, I ran into near homelessness right after high school. Mm. Yeah. So it took me a long time to get back on track to where most people start at right out of high school. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you've had a hard road. This is a lot. lot. But I, I have confidence in you, Randall, and I have confidence in the numbers that I'm seeing. So I would keep your $1,000 as an emergency fund, and then I would go and I would Uber, drive for Uber. I would work night shifts somewhere. I mean, I would go crazy. Work like you've never worked before with a minimum of saying 20 an hour or whatever it is because you there's a lot of places that are that are hiring for much higher than what you're doing and I just think if you get your income up over a period of time you're going to be able to pay this off and I would call the credit card company and say hey I got you know I got 500 bucks to my name and you're not going to get anything so so either we we settle this and we get on a payment plan and you get that in writing uh, to be able to knock out uh, a bunch of this really quickly uh, with a lot of work and and that that that's the road I want to take because I think Randall for you there's going to be something in this process for you that's going to give a sense of dignity and I think that you know going into debt with your mom all of, all of these things they sound good in the short term but I think you have the ability to fix this Randall I really do Randall here, here's a question I want to ask you brother are you tired no, very much. Like this has to be old. Like your sister's gone through this. You've gone through this. You're almost homeless. You and I could probably talk for a couple hours over some nachos. You had a rough go of it as a middle school, high schooler. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. You're 26. You're 27. Are you just tired? Yes, very tired. Okay. Here's the thing. Rachel just laid it out beautifully for you. This isn't the moment to go cut corners and to put your mother and your relationship at risk by making it a financial transaction now. Don't do that. Stand up tall. Call that number back that where they're suing you, and you can say, I'm coming back from homelessness. I'm working at a gas station. I'm in school. Like Rachel said, you can sue me. I got nothing for you. Um, you can put me on a payment plan at this at this percentage rate and send me a thing in writing and I'll settle for $1,000 or $2,000. That's what I can do. And no, the other ones are coming too, right? And then for the next 24 months, man, I want you to work like you've never worked before. Can you do that? Yeah. Will uh, Let me say this. I know you can. Will you? Yes, I plan on getting out of all these debts. Awesome. This is something that has weighed very heavily up in the last few years. Excellent. Yeah. There's nobody in your corner more than Rachel and I. And Randall, we see so often, I can't tell you how many stories of this moment in people's lives, and we kind of call it the sick and tired moment. And this is yours, where you're like, I'm getting sued by this credit card company. I have these lingering things. I feel like I just can't get ahead. It's just this, it's one after the next of not feeling... Like, what am I doing? I've had it. What I've been, what I have done up until this point is not working. I have to change. And this is your moment, Randall. This is it. So hold on the line. Austin's going to pick up. Uh, We're going to send you both a copy of Total Money Makeover. Dave's book starts the baby steps. 
and your subscription to, uh, to Financial Peace University, and I want you to have every dollar of the budgeting app. So those three things together. I'm going to say them, own your past, change your future. We're giving Read you that ton too. of stuff, Randall, because we believe in you. You can do this. This is your moment, Randall. This turn, is your moment to say around. no more. No more. You've got this. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. This is the Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Caleb in Los Angeles, California. What is up, Caleb? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, my brother. What's up? So I'll get right to it. The question is, um, do I just need to somehow make a copious amount of money to stay living here, or do I need to take my wife and five kids and move away? That was an excellent so, use of the word copious <laughs> just to start the call. Uh, give us some more context, yeah. man. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, nose to the grindstone through baby step two, like I'm sure most of your listeners. And we look up one day, we're debt free. Then we get pregnant with twins, which is still exciting. Um, and then so now we have five small children under six, and I can finally move on to baby step 3B. And that's when I, you know, can really look around. I'm like, oh, my gosh. These starter homes are eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and you've got five and kids. Like, you got a house full of. You got seven people. Yes, yes, there's seven. Um, yeah, so there's seven of us, and we homeschool. Um, I'm in the, I'm in the film industry, but I don't have to be here. I'm a producer director, so I can travel around, and I own a podcast uh, business. But um, my income is probably like this year. I'll probably close out right around one hundred and forty thousand dollars before taxes. But it's not always like that, you know. It's up and down, entrepreneur. So, yeah, guys. I, I mean, I don't know what to do. Like, do I just hightail it out of here, or you know, I don't. I don't. I have no idea what to do. I just. I've literally never been this. Just no clue what to do. Mm. And the main the the main motivation to move is just is financial. Would that be number one for sure? Really, the only big reason, or is there any other motivating factors that you're like, man, we kind of do want, we're, we're, we're kind of feeling like we want, we want to change. Uh, yeah. So like when I left, when I left Texas, money was definitely a, a factor, right? Can I, can I get, mm-hmm. get a promotion? Can I get a different job? Can I make more money? But the broader mm-hmm. conversation with me and my wife and, and ultimately for our kids was we, we want a different life. I want my kids to run around in the creeks and in the trees and, um, I, we want to have a different life than was available to us where we were. And that was the ultimate, are we going to leave here? The money definitely played into that, but it was a life question. So 
yeah, I, I would ask you, do you love your life there in California? And do you love the life of Los Angeles? And you're, you got, you got, you know, 15 kids that you're raising down there. Do you like that? <laughs> or are y'all looking for, because this sounds like it's an existential question, right? This is a different, you've reached the question that so many filmmaker buddies of mine reach or artists of mine say like, all right, am I going to go all in on this? I got five kids. Can I earn a living? All those questions, right? Um, so what's the main motivation behind this question? Uh, yeah, I think it's that. Um, I, mean, you, I mean, you guys have had hundreds of callers complaining about California, so I'll spare you the <laughs> political rant. But just insert that right here. And then in addition, um, I, we actually live about an hour north in Ventura. So it's like a beach town, 70 degrees every single day. So, I mean, yeah, it's paradise, but all of our friends are dual income, you know, working constantly, you know. Yeah. So I'm looking at my kids and their kids. I'm totally. looking at what's the legacy? Like, are they going to be able to afford a home? Um, I definitely can. I mean, look, God can do anything, right? So, of course, I could make more money and I could make, you know, I could do the plan. But on the forecast right now, it's just not there. But to answer your question, Dr. John, um, yeah, I would love to. Like we could do that legacy elsewhere seems easier. And I just cannot get a home with the, with the current plan now. So yeah, I'm, we're, we're up to moving. Um, and so, so I mean, we'd have to say goodbye to the perfect weather, but yeah. yeah okay. And Hey, make no mistake. I was in, um, doing some media in Hollywood a few months ago and I just, well, I, I just started laughing. I walked out of my hotel that morning and I was like, oh, this is why everybody moves here. It was magic, right? The yeah. weather was perfect. People were so kind. Like I get that. And that was a snapshot. That was a two. Those were two days I was there, and I didn't have to deal with the traffic or the politics or the drama. Um, a cool thing about living in Texas or Tennessee and other a couple other states is there's no such thing as state income tax, right? So there's a whole bunch of other factors there. Um, right. But yeah, there's a reason why Rachel and I are have a bunch of new neighbors from Los Angeles and New York. Yeah, come move in my neighborhood, Caleb. They're, 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 <laughs> Everyone's from California. I'm like, yeah, oh my and, god! And I live in the woods, and my neighbors are from California. So yeah, um, it's but and, and it's, it's happening. A, and there's a and there's a math. Not that math has to be the 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 director of your life, right? It's not the number one factor of your life. But looking at the math, it's like you you know the cost of living where things are higher and it's going to be higher where you are. And so there's a point where it's like, okay, I'm looking at my income, I'm looking at our expenses and I'm looking at what we want or what we value as a family, what we want for our family long-term. And it just ends up easier if your standard, your cost of living goes down because of when you move. And so that creates margin, it creates options. And so um, it's a very, it's a very real thing um, to be able to say, wow, we could move somewhere get a house that actually will fit all of our 18 kids and and our family and enjoy. Uh, I actually can make decent money still and I'm going to have more that we're going to have as a family to, to use, whether that's for investing or saving or giving or spending. Um, so yeah, there. I mean, there's a true math equation there that you just end up better when you're not living in these high cost of living areas. It just is what it is. And so for you guys, if you just got to a point where you're just sick of it and you're like, it's just... We're done. Um, Here's how we did this psychologically in my house, Caleb. Yeah. Because my wife and I had lived in Texas every day of our life. And so leaving Mm -hmm. this was a cultural move for us. It was an environmental move for us. It it had a bunch of different factors. Um, We sat down and said, let's make a three-year commitment. And we know that the first six months we're going to be lonely and it's going to be wild and I got a new job and I don't even know how the DMV works here and there's different laws, different rules, everything's different. And so we're going to, we're going to mm-hmm. commit through that. 
this idea that if we leave, we can never go back to California. It's a great point. It's not true. You can. You can move everybody back, and y'all have a y'all figure it out because you're smart and scrappy and good, and you know what you're doing. And so I, I would say, hey, let's make a 36 month commitment. Let's pick a place, whether it's North Carolina or Texas or any who, who know anywhere, Kansas. Go to Kansas, man. Kansas is beautiful. Um, go somewhere where you're going to have the life that you want, and that is going to allow you so much more financial flexibility than what you're dealing with right now, and still continue to be able to create and do film and produce and direct and do all those things that you love to do. Um, yeah, it sounds like in your heart you're gone. Now you're just dealing with the angst of I made a hard decision and now what do we do now? Yeah, right. absolutely. All right. It, it's tough. Oh, go ahead. oh, you're about to say well, something? Well, I was just like, it's tough. I mean, it's tough, Caleb, because it's like, you know, especially when you, after you're a parent, you're like, okay, I'm making decisions, not just for me. And after you're married, it's your spouse. Yeah. And then once you have little ones that you're responsible for, it's like, all right, I'm making, it's a big deal. Yeah. There's a weight to it. So I so appreciate his like, hesitation and really and really thinking through it but um but i also think there's a reality to to the math and and the the value of living that you want yeah. with your family so and this always brings to mind an important um I, I i heard this from a counselor friend of mine in relation to breakups but i think it applies all across the board this idea that just because it hurts just because it's uncomfortable just because you get sad just because you're grieving doesn't mean it's not the right decision mm-hmm. right and people would break up and think i'm hurting so bad 2 days after we've been married or not married we've been dating for 2 years or we've been married for a long time and we divorced and it hurts so bad i must have made a mistake and it was like no 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 you made the right call hurting is part of this process yeah. and so leaving the city where all five of your kids were born leaving the adventure and all the excitement that is la um, that's going to be a bummer, right? Believing that totally. weather, that incredible weather. Um, there's a cool thing that happens in Tennessee that doesn't happen in Los Angeles. And it's waterfalls from the sky several times a week. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, they call it rain. And it's amazing. And it fills up in these uh, basins called lakes. It's and you crazy. Get four seasons. Yeah, you get all four. You yeah, get it's all wild. four. You get so, all yeah, four. It's great. Caleb, give it a shot, man. Give it a shot. Um, and, okay, sorry. I know we're, 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 we're continuing on this. But, again, but also, on the total flip side of, this, of how we've answered this, we had a debt-free scream last week with a family from California they paid off their mortgage and yeah, they're like they figured it out and they're like you know math does apply in California because that's always our joke here that everyone's like well I can't do that because I'm from California uh, and they did it and they paid off their house and all of it so will it take a longer time you get less house for more I mean all of that yes but you still can own a home in California absolutely or so, Caleb maybe you quit doing indie stuff and you start shooting features and you get into that world and you get a make more, more money make more money and say this is just That's the life a good we're question. live so if you made it. more money Caleb would that change the conversation oh yeah so if somebody just dropped $300,000 on you would you move would you move or would you stay hmm. is that a fair question I don't know <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back The Ramsey Show, taking your call. Calls anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. It's a free call. Talk about your life, your money, your career, your relationships, anything and everything. I'm Rachel Cruz with Dr. John Deloney. And going to the phones to Will in Salt Lake City. Hey, Will. Welcome to the show. 
Hey, thanks for having and taking my call, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, so currently in my situation, I'm a school teacher uh, currently, and the finances in our area, just because our uh, rent is going up higher and higher every month, uh, I'll be, from what I've been told, I'll start paying around 1800 a month by February. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's a killer, uh, especially for our pay in this area. Um, and so I'm looking to move outside of the area and look at other opportunities. Um, I've already reached out to some people in other districts that I know in other areas, and the pay is higher and the rent is about a thousand dollars cheaper. Um, sounds like a so I, sounds like a good win, man. Yeah, especially for where it is um, right now. The uh, the tentative offer will be in Saldotna, Alaska. Um, <laughs> you said uh, other yeah, districts. No, I thought you meant in your neighborhood. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. That's Are you teaching at Oates Military out. Academy? Like, so what? Like, what are you doing <laughs> no. there in Alaska? Same thing. Um, so I'd be teaching, uh, yeah, teaching still, um, and then I'm also familiar with this area because I go up there almost every year for fishing every okay. summer. Cool. And you have, huh? a, fa- and you have so. a family, Will? Uh, no, I do not. I'm oh, okay. single. I just have a dog. Oh, Dude, cool. get yeah. it, man. Well, that's fun. I'm actually jealous. What can we help you with? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get an idea of financially what you guys think would be realistic in terms of going from here to moving up there. A million dollars. Um, I am going to... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I am Sorry, looking Will. at uh, finishing up. Yeah, it's all good now. I'm, I'm looking at uh, finishing up the school year here because uh, I just don't think it's the right thing to leave in the middle of a semester um, good for you. with the students I have. Um, so I want to finish up the school year and then leave probably uh, near mid-June. Uh, the only things I'm looking at taking is what I can fit in the back of a pickup pretty much. Well, there you go. I mean, then it sounds like all you need is gas money, huh? And deposit yeah, money on a new place? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, realistically, the nice part, too, is I'll be paid over the summer still for my previous job because yep. my contract will end in August. Excellent. Um, but the only other part is that the weirdest part, I guess, is I am switching out vehicles because in that area, I am likely going to need a truck, more yeah. or less, in that area. Um, yeah. And I currently have a Camry. I am paying, making payments on it monthly because I'm on a loan plan. I'm paying about 520 a month. I've already talked to lenders. It's going to be way less than that. It's going to be closer to 290 once I switch to the other vehicle um, and get up there. Why? Why so would you? I'm, I'm just, why would you postpone switching vehicles? Um, right now, the gas mileage for the vehicle is great. Um, yeah, but is it, is it worth 50, 250 dollars a month in payment? You can't be saving that much um, money on gas. Yeah, I mean, I, I make an extra 1000 with a side job that I use my vehicle for currently. Um, okay. And a truck for my side job just went well, be real. What other debt? Okay, so how much do you have left on the car? Um, there's about 20 on it. Okay. Um, what other debt do you I, have? Once I get it, um, that's it. I just My the car. parents, uh, yeah, just my parents were, and I were fortunate enough to, I worked 80 hours a week in college, so I paid okay. off everything. Awesome. Good for you. Life. And how much, how much do you make a year? teaching like how much will you have um, for the rest current, of the re- rest currently of the 56 okay. uh once i move up there it will be 62 63 okay how much cash do you have in the bank right now um just very minimum i think it's about a thousand i've just been trying to attack that car okay. and so that's why i'm kind of holding off on that to try to get enough money to move up okay um yeah if i'm you will I mean, I would even, I wonder if you just Kelly Blue Booked it. I'm just curious of what you could get because Mm -hmm. my goal for you when you move to Alaska is that you have no payments 
and you have a good emergency fund, you know, of maybe two months worth of expenses just because of the catch-all of moving. I mean, when you enter into any new season, whether you're leaving college and starting a job, uh, weddings, kids, moving, I mean, all of these, they just bring more expenses than usually we expect. So to have any level of buffer is going to be really, really important. So I would be curious, you know, what's an, if you, what you could get for it if you Kelly Blue Booked this, uh, got, got a cheap car, basically had no payments and just, just saved everything like crazy between now and Alaska. Once you get to Alaska, you have some money saved and maybe even using some of that money to buy a car and to buy your truck buy in truck, cash yeah. uh, after you sell the junky car that you may get here in the next few months, uh, putting some money together and get maybe a crappy truck in Alaska if you need to, and then you can move up from there. But cash flowing all of this as soon as possible would be my goal, um, just because of this big transition coming up. I mean, I would I would really, really focus on that. So that would be my, that's what I would do, Will, if I woke up in your shoes. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think it's worth about twenty six, twenty seven thousand currently. From oh, wow. Okay, you know what? what? I mean, I would, Will. And what do you, what do you owe it? on it? 20. Uh, 20. Bro, I would sell that. Yeah, get a seven thousand dollar. Before the weekend is over. Get a get a yeah, get a seven eight thousand dollar car, uh, and then just start saving some cash to use for your truck when you get to Alaska and an emergency fund. Absolutely, man. For both of it. So thanks for the call, Will, and excited for you on this journey because it sounds like you were you got baby step one covered that thousand dollars like you said and you're starting to well, this will pay go, off the time. If you pay this, if you sell this thing, buy a five thousand dollar car, and you save the car payment of five twenty a month every month. You're you've launched through baby step two and you're well into baby step, step three. three. Yeah. yeah, I mean yep. you could really catapult. That's what's so fascinating, John, about this stuff is like it's these moves. It's a slingshot, yeah. It's these little moves, right? Yep. That can just get you there. And there's a lot of people. This is not to like shame you, will, but just as an example that are driving, you know, a family and they got two crappy cars. They're not worth anything to sell. They're paid off, but they're working through their credit card debt and their student loans. And they just wish they could have this like kind of magic pool of like, oh my gosh, I could like make this one move and then it's all gone. That's right. And it's all gone. That would be amazing. So I think you're just an incredible position to really uh, catapult you forward in the baby step. So thanks so much for the call. All right, blinds.com. Find out for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promo codes they run every month, you'll save even more. Use promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. Today's question comes from Ryan in North Carolina. Ryan writes, I have a 14-year-old daughter who has a large sum of money from a settlement because of a school bus accident that occurred when she was 10. This money is currently held in an accident in an account in her name that will all be given to her when she turns 18 and my wife and I cannot do anything out of it without a judge's order until she turns 18. My question is how can we best help her to prepare to invest it when that time comes? She has more than enough to pay for college and we want to make sure mm. she uses it responsibly. It's a great question. I'm sorry for the yeah. accident though. So this is, I love this question and here's why as a parent, it's so easy for me to parent by, I have something you don't have. I've got food. You have to do what I say. Or I've got bigger muscles than you. You have to do what I say. Mm. And all the literature tells me that's a terrible way to enter into a lifelong relationship with your kid. And most importantly, teach them to become good adults. And there's moments when you have to step in that gap. But this parent is facing the other side of it, which is, my daughter's about to have a whole bunch of money, right? <laughs> yeah. And so my yeah. influence over her is, a, is four, four years and counting. And what I would tell you, Ryan, is you 
double, triple, quadruple down on a couple of things. One, relationship. You can't lead this this young woman by, um, I've got something you... You can't lead like that. Yep. It's got to be, hey, let's sit and talk about this. Or let's have a regular scheduled time together so we can develop relationships. So that four years from now when she asks you a hard question, mm-hmm. you've built a well of trust that she trusts you. Yep. The second thing is she's watching every move you make with your money. And so the better you are with your money, the more likely she is to follow into that same Yep. And, to, and talk about it. I would make it as normal as possible. So yes. it's not like when she's 18, it's like, here's $30,000. It's like, what? Yeah. That it's so normal that it's like, oh, yeah, that's been there. That's, I know. That's the money but coming. There's no shock. And there's already a 18. plan for it. Yes. That yes. you talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And the yep. more normal it is, the more she understands why behind it, there's a level of maturity there that she hopefully will make the right decisions. But ultimately, too, when she turns 18, she's 18. Right? She'll have to see the wizard. Yeah. Yeah. And my hope is you've got a relationship that she will ask you to come along. This is the Ramsey Show. Let's go out to Tim in Oklahoma City. Hey, Tim, what's up, man? Hello. What's up? I am 53 years old. I'm going through a divorce. And I spent the last couple years as a stay-at-home dad, homeschooling my son. And I, I really, I don't, I don't have, I don't have anything. I don't, I, I mean, the baby steps is definitely where I'm at. I, I wish I'd have known about all of this sooner in life but I didn't have parents my mom taught us to cocaine and lose and my dad taught us to fight and booze mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm going through a divorce my wife's trajectory is going out of the roof she gets a lot of Facebook attention and Instagram attention and that is a contributing factor but I don't I'm I'm, I'm scared I'm 53 years old and I'm scared yeah I don't, I don't, I have zero. Hmm. I'm sorry, man. It's not your fault. No, I know, but you're my brother and, um, you know, I mean, my parents have some blame, but they don't, they've never been parents, you know? That's right. So I, I, they did the best they could do and it was really terrible. You know, my dad tried to film me through a plate glass window when I was yeah, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I know, I know. And, the, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The moment it hurts, you start deflecting and wanting to go backwards. You want to go forwards. You want to talk about them. You want to talk about someone else. You got to just sit in it for a second, okay? It hurts because yeah. out of what, out of this hurt right here, we call it grief. Out of this comes that scary, terrifying question: What are you going to do next? Exactly. Okay. And I think with all my heart, um, you've got childhood traumas that are killing you from the inside out. I have no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you've got regrets with your kids. You have kids? I do. I have a 36-year-old daughter, a 24-year-old daughter, and a 7-year-old son. Okay. 
Different parents, different mothers. Okay. You've had a long road, right? Yeah, I'm tired. There you go. Tired. I can hear it I'm in so you, man. Tired. I can hear it in you. Um, and I don't know what to do. I mean, like I said, I'm 53. It's it's literally starting over. I have I'm frozen out of the bank account. I live day to day, uh, on just trying to get by. Actually, you know. Yep. And uh, I, I, you know, I don't. I'm 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 my body's broken. I can't do construction like I did. I live in rural community, uh, the largest metropolitan city. I don't live in Oklahoma City, per se. I live outside of Oklahoma City. Okay. It's an hour and a half away. Okay. Are you ready for everything to be different? Yeah, I've been chasing different my whole life, and every time I do it wrong. Okay. Who's somebody you can call mm-hmm. right now that's a friend, an old friend, somebody you trust? I mean, I do, but I, I don't. No, 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 don't you want, do. You don't want to. I don't want anyone to know how bad it is. And you know what that is? That's shame, my brother. And that will kill oh, I'm you. Ashamed. I'm ashamed. I have a lifetime of it. I know. Secrets will kill you. You know, if you, if you look at Facebook, I... I, I, I you know what, dude? Hey, I could care less about Facebook. I could care less about Facebook. It's a fantasy. It's not real. Um, could care less about Facebook, Instagram, all that crap. Could care less. You need a real friend in your life that you can look at and say, I don't know what to do next. And the moment you say that in the presence of somebody else that you love and trust, you will feel lighter than you have felt in 30 years. And I have. I've reached out and I get the... I mean, people love me, but they don't know how to help me. Okay. It's got to be a both and. Okay, you need to sit down with someone and say, "I need help making a plan." Whether that's a pastor, whether that's a local counselor at a community counseling center that's not going to charge you anything, whether that's a friend that you trust that owns a business that you you have a sketchy past with, because you've messed them over a few times. I've not ever done that. I know. Hey, I'm just putting it out there, brother. I'm on your team. I'm just saying the time for ego and the time for pride I've has helped people when I couldn't even help myself. It's left the building, and. You happen to be, have hit the bottom in the single greatest job economy in the history of this country. And now's the time to go to Taco Bell. Now's the time to go work at Arby's. Now's the time to go no, do... No, I agree. I agree. I'm just so far away. And then, like, okay, then, then it's time... Then, I listen. have joint custody of my son, so I every other day, you know, I just... And I don't have a support group like she does. She has her parents. Tim. You know, Tim. Tim. I, <sighs> You're going to have to make some short-term sacrifices to turn your thing around. I don't want to abandon my son. I know. But in an effort to not, quote-unquote, abandon him, you're going to drown yourself. In six months of going to get yourself financially stable, getting a place to live, getting a job or two jobs or three jobs, getting some... Not respect from your community, but respect from that guy you see in the mirror because you don't like that guy. Getting some respect back from that guy is going to come back and you're going to be six inches taller with that little boy. Mentally, I need my son, though, because I don't... Nope, nope. I don't have anybody else, and I feel I already feel like he, he aligns with his mom and he pulls away, and when the days he pulls away, I almost can't deal with it. 
because like I can't go into how bad it was for me. I tried my whole life to get my love from my mother and she's been nothing but cruel. Mm-hmm. I was suicidal at one time and you know, she didn't care. And you know, sometimes you just want that parent to say, Hey, and I'm never, I'm never going to get that. Okay. But I don't want to do that to my son. Tim, where are you living right now? Right now in the marital house until uh, she's at her parents. Is that a month from now? How far away until you don't have a place to live anymore? A couple of, probably about a week. Okay. So that is our A1. We've got to have somewhere to live. You're not going to be homeless. you got to take care of your son. we got to put food on the table. Do you have any bills that you have to pay? Any debt? I'm, I let my truck go back. I have no debt. I have, I have, I have no debt. How much money do you have in the bank? I have nothing. Zero dollars? Zero dollars. Okay. Then we got to go to work today and we got to find a local community, a local church, and we've got to let them know that you are not doing well and that you need some help right now and see what they can do for you. That might be a roof over your head. That might be some, a meal, but you got to stop living alone and you can't put this on your son. Do you, no, I agree. But hey, I, Tim, listen to me. Even in a group of a hundred people, I'm alone. Tim, do you abuse your son? No, hell no. Okay, it's listen, never. listen, listen. Do you abandon your son? I feel like I'm going to have to in order to get on my feet. There is nothing similar about you and your mom. There is nothing. No, she did things on purpose. Hold she on, really hold on. Listen to me. Listen purpose. to me. Listen to me. You are not your mom. You are not your dad. Your separation from your son for six months to go somewhere where you can actually get work and get yourself straightened out, get yourself some counseling that you need, is not abandonment. That's called love. Don't tell me that people get, who go on deployment are abandoning their kids or people who go to, to rehab for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or six months are abandoning their kids. They're not. Because getting yourself, Tim, in the most stable, healthiest position, emotionally, financially, all of this, that is the biggest gift you can give to your son. Because when you are, you know, even the conversation we're having right now, uh, the, the kind of the, the back and forth, I mean, I, he- I hear the pain. I hear the pain in your voice and the story that you've been through, I can't even imagine. And the best thing you can do, Tim, for your son, the biggest gift you can give him is is a healthy dad a dad that is supporting himself that may not it may not be it's not going to be the luxury life on facebook like you're comparing it to none of that like cut all that out but to have a dad who is stable and can love him well with a full healthy heart that is the biggest gift you can give him tim so you're not abandoning him you're doing something you're giving him a gift by doing this you can do it today let some people know i'm not okay and i'm ready to go to work we'll be right back Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show.